The 1980s always get shit with their flock of seagulls haircuts and that chick losing 99 luff balloons, but the 1990s easily outdid that with the Hansons and, of course, D&D when it was beginning to fail at the very end of 1990s. But all wasn't lost because the 1990s saw a world of darkness, a role-playing world with merged werewolves, vampires, and magic users into this overarching mythology. It was a bit like chocolate and peanut butter getting smashed in the face with a bowl of vanilla ice cream, and that is what the doctor ordered. The 1990s had seen D&D fail state itself into some form of Excel spreadsheet and the beta testing of the third edition looked like it was going to be baby's first board game for D&D. Werewolf the Apocalypse, Vampire the Masquerade, and Mage the Dresden Files. I'm sorry, actually that's Mage the Ascension, but goddamn, they are exactly alike. You can tell what he liked to play. These three unique mythologies and cultures share the world of darkness, with Vampire getting majority of game and RPG love and a TV show that shared its name. That is until the main character proved vampires aren't immortal when he sadly plowed his motorbike into an oncoming car. But I've always liked Werewolf the most, and the reason why is this. Basically, you can tag team Sarah McLaughlin if she decided to stop ruining your Sunday with sad songs and pictures of dogs and pounds and whittled her piano down to a baseball bat to smash bad guys' heads in, and somehow is joined by David Attenborough, who decides to make a shiv out of a penguin bone, and he puts on a captain's hat, grows out his hair, and starts stabbing people to death with it. And that was before he even turned into a werewolf. And I wasn't quite sure that Cyanide could actually pull this off. Did they? Well, let's find out. Roll Perception plus Investigation. As always, if you like the videos, subscribe, share it. Let's begin. Graphics are up first. Hmm. So, Lean Locations, Spartan Frameworks, these are the mission environments, and they don't do the game any real favors. And while that can work in a fantasy environment that we saw with Styx, Cyanide has made that their bailiwick for years. It's a bit off-putting here. Some would just call it BAF or budget as fuck, but each company handles mid-tier budget games differently. And while mostly Spartan, I'd say it's not all bad. Werewolf's home location with your tribe living around a giant spirit tree is actually sort of cool, as were the transformation effects and rage effects of the werewolves themselves, reflecting the natural elements of the wolf and the man hybrid as you flip between the forms. And the animations for each, whether it be in movement or in battle, aren't bad. But the moment you start to really like something in this game, something else pops up that bothers you. For example, the effects and the battle movements are fine, with flamethrowers burning, missiles churning, and werewolves turning, all in a span of a quarter of a second. It's just that it looks lean and bare at times. Almost every location looks like it's not really finished. Even for most of the game where your characters are set up in their holy place, this is a place that the evil corporation Indron is attacking. However, half the time you and your friends are just like about 20 feet away from the bad guys in this place, just hanging out and discussing how you're going to attack them and lighting bonfires and fucking around as the enemy seems to be completely blissfully unaware. It gives the game a very training mission kind of feel to it, where everything feels that it's not exactly using the tree as a hub, but more of a training center, and the locations you run to are a little bit like holographs in nature. And one of the major reasons for that is they all look so damn similar. Take out the generators at a dam or infiltrate a complex to find secret information or even track down a rogue scientist. And it's all just going to be room after room that look almost completely the same because one of the things that the game does not nail is a debris system. Debris systems allow for those straight lines, those right angles of floor meeting wall meeting ceiling to not necessarily look like a floor meeting a wall meeting a ceiling in some kind of game editor. And that's really not done here. Luckily, during battle, the game doesn't look half bad with you dancing around, power slamming dudes and special moving them into oblivion, smashing through robotic walkers and evil werewolves alike. Never mind that in 2021, many of the enemy guards aren't given guns. They're given car door sized shields and knives to fight you with. It's odd, and it doesn't do a good job of really reflecting that fiction that the game tries to favor. 
But smashing through the limited locations and grabbing a dude by his head and ramming across the battlefield to smash another dude in the head with that dude's head you're holding, it's hard not to at least crack a smile at that point. Now, performance-wise, the game runs incredibly well on the PC, mostly locked at 60 or above on a 2080 Ti at 4K, every setting at max. However, you're not going to want to run it at max because the game has locked chromatic arboration to the post-processing setting and not on its own. You have to turn that down two notches to get it to turn off and you will want to because it's not so much chromatic arboration as it is old shitty blue and red 3D effects. It really is ugly. Now, it may run well, but Werewolf looks ancient most of the time. A good-looking main character finds himself running through a world of dudes who can't seem to scrounge up enough money to buy their leader a t-shirt to go with his Space Captain Steuben jacket that he's wearing, and for the most part, everybody just looks rough. Especially in a game like this that is based in nature, I was expecting those parts to look better. But hey, who knows, maybe they sound better. First, leap into the sound setting and adjust the audio, because it's all over the place when it comes to the mixing when it starts. The game's run effects and the wind blowing seems maximized for absolute bother. Once you adjust it and turn it down, it's actually fine. Battle sounds and weapons are okay, but not great. And while hit effects do their job, there's nothing really special here. And regardless if you're deep in enemies' labs or having it out with a werewolf friend at a local shrine, there isn't much in the way of atmospherics or ambient sounds other than that wind. This gives the world a cold and barren audioscape to it that I did not like. Now that wind blowing in and talking and listening to your friends, that's cool because that does end up reflecting the nature of the werewolves and that feeling of the wild, but it quickly ends up becoming a bit moot. However, what is not is <laughs> the music. Alien weaponry, they're awesome. First, that starting theme in the game, it is just bonkers. It is straight up Dragon's Dogma unexpected. Though I don't understand a single fucking word they're saying because I don't speak whatever language it is, but the song is called Eat People, and I think that's fitting. Thunderous riffs, excellent vocals. This was completely not what I expected, and I would say to check them out. Very good music. Also, the music within the game itself runs from the expected harder fare to melodic, electronic, and almost techno beats that I was not prepared for. This really is a series of tracks that I didn't dislike a single one of them. They honestly fit, and their actual points and their stingers when they were supposed to hit worked quite well. But what didn't work as well as the voices, so Werewolf had me guessing throughout the entire game, was it bad or was it just weird? And why did the main character sound like he was probably the only one getting any money? I'm not sure. Hey, Kahal, right? You must be Declan. You with Lambda Mankind? That's right. Avis told me all about you. It's an honor, really. I don't know about that. Your daughter is the best undercover agent I have. Tell me about Idana. How have you trained her? Just as I promised you, I trained her to be a warrior. But the main voice actor, he's not bad at all, though the writing at times is a bit rough. It could have used a second pass, especially when in discussions with other characters and Kahal sounds like he's talking about something else entirely. 
Everyone else sounds pretty rough. There's a couple good voices here and there, but the writing is what ultimately ends up letting this down, as well as the moments when you are like, why is this guy so mad? So he's just hanging out, talking about his old job, and he's pissy about it. Tone doesn't always meet up with past and present tense, and it can feel a bit rough. This is unfortunate because the fiction they're partaking in and explaining to you is, as I stated, really quite detailed. Is that reflected in the gameplay in the story? A little bit. So in the world of darkness, the universe is controlled by three entities. The weaver, who creates reality. The wild, that's nature and growth. And the worm, whose original job was to destroy or create to make sure that neither of the other two became too powerful. Now, at some point, the worm realized the only way to keep up was to destroy all the time. And it slowly went mad. Think of it far less like good, evil, and neutral of old alignments, but instead more like chaos, law, and batshit wilderness geographic TV show. And you're pretty close. The main character call is a werewolf able to transform from wolf to human to the Krynos form. Now, yes, there are other forms, but you can't transform to them in this game. He returns after five years of self-exile for killing a pack member and finds that his old tribe is just in rough shape. The corporation Endron has taken root near their ancestral home. Now, as a werewolf of the Fianna tribe, Irish warrior bands known for battle prowess, it's your job to take down the company any way you can. As a third-person action game, the gameplay itself alternates between stealth and combat. Now, when it's combat, you're in the Krynos form, half man, half wolf, and you have a couple stances from which to choose from. They'll make you hit harder or move far faster in combat, and you have some special moves applied to those stances that you can buy as you kill enemies with skill points. The basic moveset is basic. You have a weak and a strong attack, as well as some special attacks you can pull off by smashing the ground to stun enemies, huge leaps across the level, and a couple more. As you progress through the story and take on missions, you return to the cairn and learn the story and find out what happened to the tribe since you have left and what's happened to you in the meantime. And you also reunite with your family. Here too, you can take on a couple of basic side missions that further the story and the mythos. For example, appeasing angry spirits or finding other spirits to help the main wilderness itself. Now, as a fan of Werewolf, I have to say one thing. It is rare you get a game that is this close to the fiction it's replicating. Most of the time, I have a number of complaints with an RPG game translated into video. But with Werewolf, Everything from the evil, the black spiral dancer werewolves to the stories you're told about the tribe to the healing of the spirits in the forest actually are all melded together perfectly. If there's one strength to werewolf, it's that in the moments at those times, it's the best role-playing replication in a game I've seen in a long time. Strangely enough though, that's not really backed by the combat, especially as you continue to play, nor the stealth. First, the combat itself, it's incredibly fast. It's almost insanely so. And the moves can be combined together. Those are slick. I would have liked a bit more strategy though. Now, I get it. Werewolves don't need a block button. In fact, a werewolf's idea of block is just smash you in the face again to see what happens. But the lock-on system in the game mixed with some poor reactions from enemies when they get hit removes a bit of the impact you'd feel. It's awesome. You end up smashing a dude with a bullet leap, tear assing across a level like the enemy's last Capri Sun at recess and you've been out in the sun. But sometimes when you hit them, they just sort of stand there, not really reacting. And the difference between a stunning move and one that's taking them one step closer to sweet, sweet death never really gets reflected on screen. And the enemies just aren't that interesting and they sort of have a super limited number of ways that they can attack you. And yes, some have different weapons or robotic constructs that they can jump in. But as I mentioned before, some are handed a shield and a sword to fight a nine foot tall supernatural creature. At some point, you'd figure out that they would unionize. 
And even as you continue to buy various different special skills, none of them really end up feeling that different. Mostly tune into a couple extra attacks or adjust passive increases to rage or healing. Now, speaking of rage, it feels a bit misused here. In the role-playing game, rage is a tightrope. Too much of it, and you can have a chance of going batshit insane and killing everyone around you, which is why you never kick a werewolf in the nuts. It's just good advice. Here, you can mess up in a couple conversations and have it pop up. Light role-playing moments, if you will, where you try to convince people that you work for a multi-million dollar company, even though you look like an extra for Sons of Anarchy. But it's hardly ever actually used outside of combat. And in combat, it really just builds up until you can use it to make your werewolf being, who's already insanely terrifying, a little bit more so for a couple seconds. And that's it for the game. It's a nice diversion at times, shape-shifting into a wolf and sneaking through an enemy complex and then thrust-kicking some poor sap's legs out from under him, choking him in your BO-stained leather vest is awesome, but it never actually gets better than that. Not much else happens, and a big part of that is because the AI won't let it. It's really not that good. Even on the higher difficulties, sneaking is pretty overpowered, and while you can die in combat, especially if you don't take out the giant robotic man suits, the couple boss battles you have and the moments of action don't do anything to help the fiction present itself. Also, a lot of the places in the stealth locations have very particular parts where you either sneak through as a human or as a wolf, and they're highlighted. There's not really a lot of mystery there, and because of that, not really a lot of freedom, or at least it doesn't feel like it. But let's talk about fun factor, because sometimes something is more than the sum of its parts. Here, not so much. <laughs> Cyanide has had luck with sticks, but the fantasy setting mixed with an almost purely stealth gameplay has helped it to achieve success due to a healthy bit of excellent design, as well as a fair amount of hiding its weaknesses in the gameplay prerequisites, but Werewolf seems like one huge bite too many. Sinai just couldn't chew this all up, and that's sad. The gameplay world is seriously ripe for incredible stories, and there are moments where that is shown. But while Sinai has always been able to make a game in their budget line, with Werewolf, it feels like they just couldn't compete. Other studios suffer. They try to put too much emphasis on meeting AAA levels of content and creation and graphics. Cyanide has the odd way of accepting exactly what they can make and going for it. But unlike, say, Vampire, this is just too lean. It's too shallow and ultimately too repetitive to really hold your attention for a large amount of time. That being said, I had no bugs, performance was very good, and it's fiction showed moments of that true deep lore that if you're a fan of the world of darkness, you're going to love here. And that brings us to the rating. As you guys know, I rate games on a buy, wait for sale, rent, or never touch it again, with rent being replaced by deep, deep sale on PC titles, if that's the score I give it, and I am going to give it that deep, deep sale. Listen, it is already sort of a budget title, but it's just really lean, and this is a title that I feel has the fictional chops to be something incredibly special. There's a reason why Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines worked so well, and it wasn't just the gameplay, because that thing was a broken horker when it first came out. The reason why people continued to mod it and play it is because the fiction behind it was so incredible, and the performances therein also lifted up any bad points to, well, the level to where people wanted to continually engage it. Werewolf, not so much. So I'm not going to say it's completely without some kind of enjoyment, especially if you're a fan and you just want to, you know, play a game where you're a werewolf. 
that is some cool shit. You can run around and I love that feeling of being a wolf and leaping off of a cliff and turning into a human and choking somebody out. It's just the fact that I could probably leap down there and land next to him and nothing would happen. And I think that really removes a bit of the danger. On the higher difficulties, that's cool. And the story does have some very nice fictional chops later on with what the actual company is doing. But yeah, just didn't come together for me. So anyway, that's it for me. As you guys know, it's just me and you. That's how I run this channel. So if you get a chance, subscribe, tell everybody about it, give it a thumbs up, comment. I would love for you to do so. Like them comments on fire. Comment what you think, what you want to do, if you're going to get it, if you're not going to get it, and why. And of course, follow me on Patreon. Jump in there. It's only a couple bucks for the Discord. It's one of the greatest places available to talk about games. Peace out.